In today's show, Bitcoin trader eyes $63,000. Bitcoin price for now is the new Bollinger Band breakout. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as breaking news. U.S. state of Montana bans all taxes on Bitcoin when used for payments. And quitting Max Kaiser, imagine JFK if he had Bitcoin to do battle with the CIA and central banks. And what you get is President Nigel Bokele today. El Salvador is the new Camelot. Also, check this out. This is just in. Argentina bans purchasing Bitcoin through their payment apps, and their inflation is now at 104%, meaning they need Bitcoin now more than ever. Also in today's show, the U.S. Justice Department is investigating Binance for allegedly violating Russian sanctions. I'll be breaking down this latest report, as well as American CBDC will expand government's power to surveil and control, says presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. Also in today's show, the trader who nailed the Bitcoin bottom says the banking crisis can turn the crypto market bullish. I'll be sharing his latest outlook, as well as the giga Chad Michael Saylor on Bitcoin says hold on to it and stomach the volatility. He also says Bitcoin is a screaming buy and predicts Bitcoin can hit $5 million per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1273. I'm your host, JV, and today is May 6th. Let's break down today's market watch. As you can see here on your screen, we got the market currently correcting with Bitcoin down 2% for the day, trading just above $28,700. Ether back under 1900 after eclipsing 2000 yesterday. It's correcting down 3.5% for the day. And as you can see, all the major alts currently correcting and in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. The crypto market cap is sitting back under $1.2 trillion with $44 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance on the rise at 47.1%. I saw it as high as 47.2% this morning with the Ether dominance also on the rise at 19.2%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Eunice said Leo up 2% trading at $3.58 followed by SUI up uh, roughly 2% trading at $1.34 followed by PAX Dollar as the majority of all the major alts like I said are correcting and in the red. And checking out the charts for the past week, massive losses only a handful in the green, which include Pepe. <laughs> uh, actually, now Pepe officially in the red for the week, down 23%. Looks like it just crashed. Correction time. And yeah, like I said, just a handful actually in the green as the majority of the alts are losing. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we can see we're currently rated as 60 in greed. Yesterday, a 61. Last week, a 64. And last month, a 63 in greed. So there you have it. Uh, and again, happy Saturday and welcome to everyone just tuning in. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts and what is popping here in the market. Bitcoin could be set for historic gains thanks to a simple trend line breakout, a popular trader hopes, and a new Twitter discussion. Titan of crypto flagged a rare bull signal in the Bollinger Bands indicator for the Bitcoin monthly chart. Now the Bitcoin price action currently impacts sentiment in different ways across various time frames, while observers are unsure 
sure about short-term moves, the consensus remains that Bitcoin's upside mainly lies ahead as the block subsidy having approaches now less than a year away. When tracking what comes next, it may be enough to look at the past having cycle, specifically the volatility. As Titan of Crypto notes, the Bollinger Bands on the monthly timeframes are setting up for a repeat of a breakout event that has occurred only once in each cycle in the two previous instances shown in an accompanying chart from 2016 and 2019, Bitcoin broke through into the upper section of the Bollinger Band channel to see significant gains. Bollinger Bands are a key volatility indicator across price timeframes. They revolve around the 20-period simple moving average, functioning as a midline with two standard deviations above and below, which represent the channel. These bands expand and contract with volatility in certain events, and among them, the price coming into contact with the bands or even breaking beyond them is often considered important by traders. Now, currently, the one-month Bitcoin chart shows the price attempting to break the SMA line, which, if confirmed, would suggest a classic repeat of the past bull runs, quoting the analysts here on crypto Twitter. Bitcoin, inexorable breakout. Bitcoin is about to break its monthly Bollinger Band baseline, and when it happens, the first target will follow inexorably. That would bring Bitcoin to a solid $63,500, as outlined right here. In this chart, let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analysts. And while not enough to match its current all-time high, the price target can come around the point of the halving in one year's time. How long will it need in reality remains to be seen. Now, last month, John Bollinger, the band's creator himself, argued that Bitcoin was at a crucial point on the daily timeframes. At that time, the price was retesting the SMA line of support, breaking through to range and around it. Now, however, it's heading higher towards the upper band, as data shows here. And as you can see clearly in this chart, Subsequently, analyst CryptoCon suggested the low timeframe Bollinger Band norms remained intact despite Bitcoin's come down from local highs of 31000 quoting him here. Even with the last drop in the Bitcoin price, this time is still not different for the Bitcoin three-week Bollinger Bands. Large corrections have always taken place after an upper parameter is met and exceeded, but not a moment before. The price of the upper band is still $35,790. So there you have it. And uh, breaking news just in, the U.S. state of Montana officially bans all taxes on Bitcoin when used for payments. Let's go. And uh, yeah, quoting Max Kaiser, imagine JFK, John F. Kennedy Jr. If he had Bitcoin to do battle with the CIA and central banks, and what you get is President Nayib Bokele. Today, El Salvador is the new Camelot. That's right. And just in, Argentina has banned purchasing Bitcoin through payment apps. Their inflation is now soaring at 104%, meaning Argentina needs Bitcoin now more than ever. Wouldn't you agree? And so let's dive a little deeper into what's happening right now in Argentina, shall we? As pointed out here in this tweet, uh, a new law goes against the Constitution, prohibits the payment service providers from offering customers Bitcoin, which is definitely not a good look. And as pointed out here, dear privileged U.S. Wall Street traders and economists, Bitcoin is more than just a correlated risk on asset. For 45 million Argentines suffering from now 130% inflation, Bitcoin is at an all-time high in Argentina, having increased by over 28x since 2020. That's right. And expect that to continue. If you're to ask me now, check it out. 
Uh, it's unclear how the measure will affect the local crypto industry. Local media reported the payment providers refused to comment on the decision. Argentina's fintech chamber urged the government to reconsider the decision, claiming it's limited access to a technology that offers multiple benefits and opportunities for societies. Yeah. Facts. Now, hyperinflation is driving crypto adoption in Argentina. Back in April, the price of Bitcoin reached a record high in Argentine pesos, with the Bitcoin exchange rate crossing 6.59 million ARS, up more than 100% year to date. And in March, inflation in the country soared by 104% on the annual basis, following a 102% jump the previous month. Data from the National Statistics Office shows Bitcoin's popularity in the country also coincides with the ongoing devaluation of the Argentine peso. As reported, the currency has fallen almost 50% against the U.S. dollar just in the past year. That's right. And amid the ongoing economic crisis, even some Argentinian cities are seeking a safe haven in cryptos. Last December, the Argentine province of San Luis allowed the issuance of its own stablecoin pegged to the U.S. dollar, available to all the residents and 100% collateralized with liquid financial assets. And Chainalysis found over 30% of consumers in Argentina currently use stablecoins coins for the everyday purchases, most likely for small retail transactions of under $1,000. So there you have it. I mean, what better way to escape hyperinflation than Bitcoin? So it's not a shock to me that the country doing business with the IMF, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is going to be ultimately now not allowing payments in Bitcoin because they're ultimately uh, trying to control the off ramps the best they can because they don't want their people to have access to freedom and wealth which is the sad reality. And that's why we got to just say no to CBDCs, if you know what I mean. And with that being shared, fam, now let's discuss breaking story of Binance being investigated by the Department of Justice and the shenanigans going on in the largest crypto exchange by volume. Binance under investigation by the Department of Justice National Security Division for allowing Russians to use the crypto exchange in violation of U.S. sanctions, according to a report appeared in Bloomberg on May 5th. Now, this may be nothing more than FUD, so I just wanted to point point that out. But nonetheless, this is the mainstream news. There have been no accusations against the company or its executive in connection with the investigation. The national security probe is being carried out in tandem with a criminal division investigation, the news service said, citing five unnamed sources. Binance is the object of several investigations in the United States, including a DOJ inquiry into anti-money laundering violations. Binance is limited service to Russia after sanctions were imposed on the country in April of 2022, and still it continued operating there blocking only areas of the Ukraine that were no longer under government control and servicing only non-sanctioned individuals, according to a company executive. That's right. And uh, not looking good for uh, CZ. Binance has also been accused of know your customer and anti-money laundering violations in a suit brought by the U.S. Commodities and Futures Trading Commission back in March as they seem to be targeted. The company did not reply immediately to any inquiry from Cointelegraph, but it told uh, Bloomberg in a statement that it was compliant with U.S. and international sanctions and its KYC protocols are in line with those of traditional banking. Every customer is subject to identity and residency checks, it said. And furthermore, our policy imposes a zero-tolerance approach to double registrations, anonymous identities, and obscure sources of money. And in addition, according to Bloomberg, Binance has been in discussions with the DOJ about complaints that it had violated a previous version of sanctions against Iran. Binance is not the only crypto exchange to face sanctions violation scrutiny. Polynex paid a $7.6 million settlement to the U.S. Treasury Department. Uh, this was back on May 1st, uh, according to the announcement. So there you have it. What do you think is likely to come out of Binance as a result of being targeted left and right by regulators?
regulators, authorities alike. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss our next break-in story of the day. And that's a CBDC warning coming from President Candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. Let's break this down. U.S. President Candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. is warning of the dangers of the central bank digital currencies amid the Fed's plans to roll out an instant payment system known as FedNow, which I've been covering here on the show. Kennedy says that the digitization of currency has provided the government immense powers to surveil and control economic life. And consequently, the U.S. presidential contender who announces candidate chair to the Democratic Party ticket last month, says he is against CBDCs, though he supports the King Crypto, BTC. Quitting him here, the ability to save and spend without political interference is a prerequisite for the exercise of meaningful dissent, and I will defend it accordingly. This is not a right or left-wing issue. It's about protecting democracy from powerful established interests. The digitization of currency has given government unprecedented powers to surveil and control economic life. That is why I oppose CBDCs, which will vastly magnify the government's power to suffocate dissent by cutting off access to funds with a keystroke. That's also why I support Bitcoin, which allows people to conduct transactions free from government interference. Bitcoin has been a lifesaver for people's movements around the world, especially in Burma. Very powerful words. And according to Kennedy, financial censorship can occur in the U.S. too, despite the practice being commonly associated with authoritarian regimes. It is not outlandish to imagine even here in America, your bank account could one day be frozen because of your politics or comments you have made on social media preach. He also says, after all, in 2010, PayPal, Visa, and MasterCard suspended WikiLeaks at the behest of the U.S. State Department and GoFundMe blocked U.S. accounts from sending funds to Canadian truckers and planned to donate the money to their own preferred charities instead, backing down only when faced with a lawsuit. PayPal modified their acceptable use policy to fine users with 2500 bucks for spreading what they deemed to be misinformation. Facts. A change they rescinded under pressure, but nonetheless, thousands of customers are currently suing PayPal for their arbitrary seizure of their accounts. These are the decisions of private companies, but often those private companies are acting out of fear of Congress or regulators or directly at their bidding. Their decisions impinge directly on our rights. So there you have it. I think he makes a lot of great points. And anyone who is pro-Bitcoin and anti-CBDCs, has my support. I mean, that's what it is all about. Obviously, Joe Biden, Trump, and all the other presidential candidates are anti-Bitcoin because they work for the central banks at the end of the day. Now, I don't have much more to say about this presidential candidate, but I just know that CBDCs are no good and just say no to central bank digital currencies and just start stacking sats if you haven't already began as it's our antidote to the central bank digital currencies and really our only hope for humanity. You know what I mean? And with that being shared, fam, now let's dive into this U.S. banking crisis. We'll dive deeper how this is going to impact crypto as another bank continues biting the dust virtually every day. And then we'll dive into the latest from Michael Saylor, along with his $5 million throwback Bitcoin price prediction. So let's uh, break this down. And welcome to everyone just tuning into the live show. Popular crypto analyst is optimistic that Bitcoin and other crypto assets could resume an upward trajectory if the U.S. banking crisis worsens, in which we all know it will. Synonymous analyst Don Alt tells his 50,000 subs of the Technical Roundup YouTube channel that the U.S. banking crisis offers a bullish narrative for the crypto market. Preach. 
Gooch, quoting him here, we do have a few narratives that are actually bullish, in particular the banking narrative where we have a bunch of smaller banks, but also quite a few big ones in America struggling, and that's the use case of Bitcoin in a nutshell. Bitcoin is the poster child uh, for any of that, so it should technically do well when banks do not. It's as simple as that. If banks eat ish in a way where the entire world and the company economy doesn't collapse, you're going to do well in crypto, most likely. I think he makes a great point as it's a great risk uh, off uh factor for hyperinflation, you know what I mean, uh, to hedge against the dollar. And according to the synonymous crypto analyst, Bitcoin would be trading lower from the current levels were it not for the U.S. banking crisis. Quoting him here, that's the narrative that is kind of making the bearish play harder because I think if we didn't have that narrative, we would have been twenty six to 27000 already. And Donald says that he is currently out of the market but would turn bullish again if Bitcoin climbs above a key resistance area. Quoting him here, if we go back to 30000 especially so quickly after we tested it the first time, there is a chance that we're going to break it, and then we might have some quick moves, and I'll be more happy to be bullish in that point again. But right now, I'm more than happy to be out of the market. So there you have it. And to watch this video analysis by Don Alt entitled Bitcoin at Resistance, Alt's Wrecked, check the show notes below the video in the description. With that being shared, now let's dive into our final breaking story of the day, discuss the latest from the Giga Chat himself, Michael Saylor, and dissect his $5 million Bitcoin price prediction. And then we'll dive into some live Q&A. Earlier this week, the NASDAQ-listed firm MicroStrategy said impairment losses related to his Bitcoin holdings narrowed more than 90% uh, sequentially to $18.9 million in the first quarter, according to Saylor. Quoting him here, Bitcoin is the ultimate digital scarcity network. It's moved up about 50% on average over the last three years. The key with Bitcoin is to be able to hold on to it and stomach the volatility. And I remind you, Bitcoin has volatility because as Michael Saylor once said, uh, volatility is life force. MicroStrategy now owns a total of 140,000 Bitcoins, one of the largest holders in the world. And in fact, they were the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on its balance sheet. Remember the infamous quote of Michael Saylor comparing the balance sheet of like Apple to a melting ice cube because they're losing so much money in purchasing power as the dollar continues to dwindle in purchasing power. So he says, naturally, therefore, the recent surge in Bitcoin that is still up some 70% for the year has been a meaningful tailwind for the company. MicroStrategy has more than doubled since the start of this year. Not too shabby. So Saylor attributes the strength in the price of Bitcoin this year, particularly to inflation that is still running at an annualized rate of 5% in the United States, well above the Fed's 2% target. That's right. The recent bank failures, he added, have also hurt the confidence in fiat currencies. On CNBC's closing bell overtime, Saylor said, Bitcoin is a bank in cyberspace run by incorruptible software. So the phase, be your own bank, has emerged as an investment idea in the United States. And interestingly, he doubled uh, dubbed the ongoing crypto crackdown as a benefit for Bitcoin, as well as since it has established a reputation as a safe haven asset. And now let's dive a few years back when Michael Saylor made this very bullish $5 million uh, Bitcoin price prediction and said that Bitcoin was a screaming buy. This was from an interview he did, quoting him word for word here. I can see Bitcoin going to a million. I can see it going to 5 million because if it simply replaces all the indexes as a monetary index fund, why 
why shouldn't it go to 100 trillion in market cap or something like that? And then he goes on to share. And at this time, FYI, MicroStrategy held roughly 90,000 Bitcoin. Today, they hold 140,000, quoting him here. In my life, I've never seen something that was such a screaming signal. You have got 200 to 300 trillion dollars of the addressable market. You have got a problem. Money is not sound. You have got engineered, thermodynamically sound money. You have got a dominant network. Everybody's decided it's the network and it's exploding. The signal that is exploding is it's growing 200% a year, every year for 12 years running. That's the signal. That's right. 200% gains on average year after year for the past 12 years. Saylor predicts uh, that Bitcoin's asset growth rate is unlikely to be replicated by Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google, and notes the following. Now, do I think Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Google are going to go up by a factor of 10 from this point? Not really. I think they're plus 20, minus 20, plus 100. Maybe they will double. Maybe they will triple. And Saylor adds the Bitcoin's potential became far easier to understand following the economic fallout and increase in money printing that began back in 2021. Quoting him here, or I guess he should say 2020. Bitcoin got to be much easier trade in March of 2020. And every month since March of 2020, it's been de-risked exponentially. And then the need is exploding. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with his $5 million Bitcoin price prediction. And the million dollar question becomes, by what year do you feel this will turn into a reality? Obviously, we haven't even eclipsed six figures yet. So seven figures is far out. But nonetheless, many experts and analysts are predicting a six-figure Bitcoin price around the time of the next halving, which is now less than a year away. So yeah, let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.